0: Clergy and laity of the North Georgia United Methodist Church. This is your Bishop, Sue Hoffert Johnson. I've been pondering and I pondered this morning with the cabinet exactly what to say. And I realize that I am on sacred ground. And I realize that I speak because the discipline has given me that authority. And you, those in the Southeast, have given me that authority to speak on the behalf of the church. I do that with fear and trembling because I know my truth is not capital T truth. I know that I am on a journey toward perfection and love and that I have my own blinders and my own uh, issues that I have to deal with. I have prayed, I have pondered and I have reflected. But as I think about it, I think that Uh, I'd like you to join me in using some of the resources that I found helpful as I try to discern truth from falsehood, good from evil. The prophet Amos, when he speaks to the nation Israel, talks about God's plumb line. Uh, My daughter is so tired of plumb line sermons, but that is a line. it's, it's, It's a weighted line that is used by builders to make sure that the walls are straight, And Amos holds up the plumb line to make sure that the people of Israel are aligned with God's will for them. And so as your bishop, I want to talk about some plumb lines that you can look to, that I look to. And uh, the first one is to, uh, Christ says in John 13, to love that he loves us and his command is to love others as he loves us. That's one of my plumb lines that love is the overriding concern and action. Another plumb line is that, uh, as Paul writes to the church at Ephesus, that we are to be in the ministry of reconciliation. If you are a follower of Christ, you are in the ministry of reconciliation as God has reconciled us to him through Jesus Christ. We are to reconcile the world to God and to demonstrate that by our love and reconciliation toward each other. So one of my plumb lines is, am I in any way not seeking reconciliation? Am I in any way feeding into the division that is so much a part of our country and our world today? So I and I'm not perfect in that. I agree. You know, uh, let's just face it. It is fun. It is a sick, perverse human pleasure to point out how I am superior to you, to point out how much we differ. And you know what? In that game, usually I am looking for ways I'm superior and you're inferior. And that is not the Ministry of Reconciliation. And so my first plumb line that I ask you to do is to just analyze your own actions. If you have written a social media post that includes the words libtard or snowflake or uh, fascist or bigot, you are part of the problem. And that has got to end. We have made a living and sadly our politicians have fed into making a living by dividing us versus them. Uh, I know you've seen a few political ads in Georgia the past few months, probably several million, and it just breaks my heart. If you vote for them, then you're not with us. And that's, that's the constant refrain. We draw the line, this is us, this is them. And that never prompts reconciliation. So how are we using our language, using our social media, using our relationships with one another as agents of reconciliation? That's a huge plumb line. Another plumb line that I've looked to in our secular realm, I used to be a federal law clerk, I've worked in the courts and one of my plumb lines is the courts. They are the ones who look for evidence of wrongdoing. Those judges are brilliant. And most of them, I found, are very devout people. And they and their staffs struggle and learn. And I tell you, once a voter fraud lawsuit hits a federal court or a state court, it draws all the attention because that's at the heart of our democracy. And as part of my plumb line, I've noticed that 63 courts have thrown out challenges to this election. 63 in many states, at many levels, and they have been reviewed and looked at again. And still, the line that keeps going out is this was a rigged election, a fraudulent election, and that has led to violence. You can't tell a people time and time again that they are being shortchanged or participating in a rigged election without the logical consequences of last week. So one plumb line is that we trust the pillars of our democracy, that we trust uh, those put in place to safeguard us and that we call into question those who who try to, to run counter to that. Another one is, you know, one plumb line is who is with me on any battle? Now, last week at the Capitol, there were lots of, lots of Trump flags, but there were Jesus flags, too. And that makes me, that brings me into it quickly. Because I do not think you can fly the flag of Jesus over you if you're participating in violence, in death threats. in I mean, people died. People died. And I think that part of that too, one of the plumb lines is that any who participate in that, who contribute to that, who led to the death and destruction last week have to be held accountable. As Desmond Tutu says, there has to be truth and accountability before there's healing and reconciliation. So we need some truth, we need some accountability, but we also need to realize that um, in many ways, the folks last week, were just victims of a lot of propaganda. They were fomented and stirred up. Their, uh, you know, any sense of injustice and unfairness was brought to bear. And so I think we have to look at that and say, okay, in any kind of, of uh, group that I'm in, are there folks who are white supremacists? If there's somebody next to me with a with an Auschwitz t-shirt on, if there's somebody next to me with all of these symbols of hate, if they are having a driving force or voice in whatever I am involved with, that's a plumb line. And that's not a place I need to be. Another thing is if I'm in a place where they're inciting or pushing violence as the end, we follow the Prince of Peace, that's a plumb line. And he calls us to uh, disagree in ways that are life-giving, to uh, resist in ways that are uh, reflective of his values. We are called to live in a different way. If I carry the flag of Jesus over me, I am vowing that I will be part of reconciliation, that I am part of peace, that I am not associating with those who are trying to kill and destroy, that I am committed to the fruits of the Spirit, and I ask you as the people called Methodists to recommit yourselves to prayer and to the spiritual disciplines so that your lives will be hallmarks of love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, faithfulness, generosity, and self-control. For the sake of our church, for the sake of our nation, we have got to hold up those values as those that are worthy of those who carry the flag of Jesus Christ. Now I've done the prophetic, right? The plumb lines are there. I ask you to think and ponder. Think about what are your measures. And now we're moving into the pastoral because, man, there is a lot of hurt. We're all hurting. We're all walking blindly in ways. We're all desperate to hear a word of hope and encouragement. And that comes from, from a God who loves us, a God who wants to see every human being thrive, who use their gifts, who wants to see equality and justice, a God who lifts up at what at the best times this country stands for. And so I beg you, preachers, preach about these things have a prophetic voice listen laity please listen do not listen at them with a critical ear ready to pounce and ready to destroy if God's word is not shaking you up and holding you to a different standard and making you you know that I don't like these images but crucible right we're in a crucible we're being forged by the word of God And a lot of times, I'm just gonna name it, I respond with anger and frustration and denial. So preachers, preach the gospel. Laity, listen, not with critical ears, not with feet ready to walk, not with money and wallets lifted up as, as, you know, uh, instruments to control the gospel, to control your preacher's voice, but come, we all need a new lesson in surrender, in openness, and all of us need to pray together. The first prayer, the first line of Wesley's covenant prayer, I am no longer my own, but thine. And when I give up myself, a lot of times that causes me, I don't have control. I don't have the last word. What I consider the big T truth is just my little T truth. And I have to have ears to hear. You know, as I look at scripture so many times, every time Jesus speaks, he says, let those who have ears listen. And I guess it's because so many times we just don't want to hear. The events of last week showed us that we have a lot to learn, a lot of work to do, a lot of listening to do. Let those who have ears hear. A lot of gospel to preach. But, oh, what an opportunity for a church that is not often even called its own truth into account. But we have an opportunity to reforge a new day, to use the plumb line of Jesus Christ in all of our things. And if we do that, not only will our lives be beautiful and fruitful and life-giving, but our nation will again be beautiful and gifted and life-giving and we can do the wonderful work in the world that Christ calls us to do. I'm in prayer for you. I am struggling as you are struggling. I am hurting as you are hurting. But never have I been so grateful for Jesus Christ's role in my life and for the power of the Holy Spirit to transform the human heart and the call of Jesus on each of us to be forces of light and salt and yeast and love in a world that threatens to splinter and die if we don't join together and go forth together to transform it. May 2021 and the months to come be months of great preaching, be months of great listening. May your plumb lines hold steady and may your lives conform to the call of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. At the Table is produced by Sybil Davison and edited by Kim Drobes. Music is by Chuck Bell. Thank you and I look forward to the next time we are together.